Hi, this is Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> this is J.D. Andrew. And this is Teddy Zigzag, and we're the Box Masters. You're listening to the Kudzu Radio Hour, the only radio show where you can hear the Marshall Tucker Band or Willie Nelson one minute. And the Box Masters the next. And then maybe Frank Zappa, or then maybe Freebird, or... <laughs> and J.D., you didn't sound like you were reading that at all. Hey, Michael Buffalo Smith. Hey, Michael Buffalo Smith. Uh, hey, Michael Buffalo Smith. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Bubba. There you go, man. We did our best. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Kudzu Radio Hour once again. This is the Kudzu Radio Hour number 146, recorded on Saturday, March 27th, 2021. Brand new, brand spanking new episode, and uh, we want to... uh, welcome you in it's uh, as always we uh there are four of us that do this myself michael buffalo smith and of course uh singer songwriter entertainer billy eli who is currently living in massachusetts music journalist and musician patrick beach uh of austin texas along with writer producer musician jim hippill also of Austin, Texas. Uh, today's topic is going to be great musical duos or duets. And also we play another round of high fidelity, all this and much, much more. Also some great music in store for you. So we hope you'll stick around and have a listen and please, uh, please, please, please share this uh, link with your friends and on social media. We greatly appreciate it. The program, the Kudzu Radio Hour, is brought to you by the fine folks at Springer Mountain Farms. Springer Mountain Farms, fresh chicken, responsibly raised on family farms with no antibiotics, no hormones, no steroids, no animal byproducts ever, man, yeah. Uh, Just the good stuff, okay? If you like chicken, you want to get the best you can and you want it to come uh, from family farms, because that's very important. And, uh, so that's what you get with Springer. You can order online or get more information, whatever you want to do. But if you order online, you can have it delivered right to your doorstep. Uh, or as, uh, or as my Ohio friend Colleen says to your door yard, <laughs> That's not something we say in South Carolina, but we say doorstep, same thing. Just go to springermountain.com, springermtn.com. Not only is Springer Mountain chicken healthier for you, but it tastes superior. And I'm not just whistling Dixie. I mean it, baby. Springer Mountain Farms. And uh, the program's also brought to you by that little old man from LA called and when i say la i don't mean louisiana los angeles <laughs> the box masters and their latest album this out right now is called light rays and it's been getting rave reviews all around the country around the world man it is fantastic it's fantastic it's got that 60s sound the jingle jangle uh and the lyrics uh, i don't know the songwriting is just off the charts it's uh bud thornton and jd andrew they work together like lennon and mccartney man they go together 
like peas and carrots, like peanut butter and chocolate in a Reese cup. They are just great. And um, of course, Bud Thornton is a, a great drummer and uh, singer and songwriter. And uh, JD is a top-notch engineer and multi-instrumentalist. So they, this new album was actually recorded during the COVID by these two guys playing all the instruments and doing the whole thing. And man, oh man, is it good. Light Rays. If you want to find out about Light Rays or even order it on vinyl or CD or downloads, and you want to find out more about the Boxmasters, there's also got a store where you can buy Boxmasters t-shirts and other swag, including shot glasses and stickers and uh, ashtrays. You know, all you really need is a shot glass and an ashtray anyway. But if you, you know, you could get the Boxmasters logo so you can like smoke and drink and listen to the Boxmasters all, just order it all, you know what I'm saying? And the band is uh, really gearing up to play uh, a tour, hopefully this summer. And uh, hopefully they'll be able to do their Europe tour they got uh, postponed because of the COVID. Things tend to be opening up a little bit. So with any luck at all, we'll be able to do that. So anyway, go to theboxmasters.com. Also, I recommend that you follow them on social media, on Facebook and on Instagram. I know Instagram is the Boxmasters official uh, is the name of the uh, handle it's not handle handles what you said during cb days in the 70s but that's that's what it is it's, that's there that's the name you look up is uh the box masters official all right have you seen the latest issue of kudzu magazine number 41 kudzu uh kudzu's featuring uh uh, lost my place. Wow, how about that? Kudzu featuring a cover story on Freddie Salem, a great guy and a great guitar player that used to be with the Outlaws. And he continues to this day making great music. He's working on a new album to come out soon. Uh, we dig into that archives of classic Kudzu interview with Alabama songwriter Peanut Montgomery, wrote a lot of songs for George Jones. Also, there's an interview with yours truly, conducted by writer Anthony Pijar. Articles on interesting unreleased albums, as well as uh, some records that you may have missed. And we also did a, I teamed up with my British friend, Craig Eason, one of my British friends, Craig Eason. And we did a, a point counterpoint review of the Tom Petty Wildflowers box set, which is, really really good so anyway we have some uh, recipes in the magazine dvd reviews cd reviews couch potato column about tv shows that i recommend also columns like southern accents big a nose and the rock and roll health chick also a list of the musicians that we lost in the year 2020 and we also present, present the class of 2020 Southern Rock Hall of Fame inductees. All this and more. And guess what? It's free and it always will be. Has been and will be. www.kudzumag.com. K-U-D 
COO, MAG, Kudzu Mag. Uh, there's also a video channel that I have called the, uh, on YouTube, called the Ambassador of Southern Rock. Please subscribe to it. Please subscribe to it. Go to YouTube and plug in Ambassador of Southern Rock, and you will see we've already got quite a few interviews and features up there. The latest of which is uh, just the other day, I, did, I interviewed Jason Ringenberg, uh, a solo artist that was the uh, front man for the band Jason and the Scorchers. God, they were so good. And Jason uh, still is. He's got a new album out called Rhinestone, and we talked about that. And then the week before that, uh, it's also on the channel, is uh, my interview with the great Chuck Lavelle, one of the greatest piano players in the history of the world, band director and uh, touring member of Rolling Stones, baby, former member of the Allman Brothers Band and C-Level. And not only that, but just a wonderful guy. And also another recent interview that's really been doing well that people enjoy, Freddie Salem from the Outlaws. Uh, and that's, you know, tip of the iceberg. Also, I've teamed up with a, a friend of mine, Dwayne, that we call Rebel. And uh, we did a countdown of the greatest Southern rock albums ever, the greatest Southern rock singers, greatest Southern rock guitarists, best live albums, and much, much more. So check out the Ambassador of Southern Rock channel. Uh, for things associated with all the stuff that I'm involved in, magazine, video channel, uh, podcast, yeah, everything. You can write to me, write to us at kudzumag at yahoo.com. K-U-D-Z-O-O-M-A-G at yahoo.com. Uh, yeah, all right, man. I wanted to also add that uh, there's a lot of ways to listen to the Kudzu Radio Hour. Of course, you could go to our uh, Anchor. Anchor is the name of our platform that we have the podcast on. But you can also uh, listen on Apple Podcasts, which is really easy. If you got an iPhone and you download the podcast or you got the podcast app, you could just uh, plug it in there and listen on your phone. Or you can look at us to it on your computer either way. So we're available on Apple, Apple Podcasts, where as well as Spotify, yeah, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Radio Public, and more. Please visit kudzumag.com. Yes, sir, and we greatly appreciate it so much. So without further ado, we're going to kick things off. In celebration of the interview I had a couple of days ago with Jason Ringerberg, we're going to play something from his new album, Rhinestone. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to play a vintage Jason the Scorcher cover of Bob Dylan's Absolutely Sweet Marie. And uh, yeah, so you're going to get two doses. Two do well, that's what you're supposed to get anyway, right? Two doses? Just like with the vaccine, you get two doses of Jason. So right after that, we'll be back with the whole Hee Haw gang. Y'all stick around. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, here we go with some Jason and the Scorchers. Yeah. 
Stab the hero 
no one looks and no one goes So no one can desecrate Or Christianize his final fate By a dried up water course When I rode with crazy horse My wife died in 91 This reservation's lots of fun I wait around to get my food And whiskey puts me Folks, that's two in a row, two in a row from uh, Jason Ringenberg. Well, he started out with one with the uh, Jason and the Scorchers doing his cover of Dylan's "Absolutely Sweet Marie," which I man, love. what a, what a great cover! Isn't that man? great? Six white horses. And then speaking of horses, the second tune is from his new album Rhinestone, and it's called "I Rode with Crazy Horse." And uh, I want to do a plug quickly. I did a video interview with Jason, which is now up on my YouTube channel. So just go there and look at uh, look up Ambassador of Southern Rock. I've already I've already I watched it, that interview right after you released it, man. That uh, that was a good interview, and and he's an interesting he's an interesting guy, man. Very uh, intelligent human being. Yeah. Yeah. Listening to, listen to his take on stuff. I, I, yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, like I said, I, I got to talk to him, uh, before the interview and after the interview and, um, just, you know, he's just really open to things. I've emailed him a few times about things. I won't go into any details right now, but Billy knows. And, um, yeah, because I've seen the interview. <laughs> no, I mean, no, not the interview. I'm talking about what we talked about last oh, night. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. just not going to say it on the air. Right, yeah, don't. I'm, I'm not going to jinx <laughs> Yeah, not, yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I don't want to jinx anything. You know, I've done that before. Uh, oh, okay. So, welcome to the program. And, uh, and please put your hands together and welcome uh, my wonderful co-host from Massachusetts is Billy Eli. And from Austin, Texas, we've got Patrick Beach and Jim. Hill. Howdy. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Hey, y'all. 
Good to see you, boys. Well, how's everything in Texas this morning, boys? Muggy. 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 Well, it, it, cloudy it, and muggy. Cloudy. It is almost April, man. Yeah. Well. Oh, uh, temperature. What do y'all got? About seventy-eight. Yeah, seventy, low seventies right now. It's supposed to get up into the eighties today, though. Oh, it's sixty-one here in Hooville, man. But it's bright and sunny. It was, uh, it was. It got up to about seventy yesterday, but it had rained, so uh, it was a little bit like being in a jungle. Uh, well, but it, Spartanburg is currently seventy-seven degrees and uh kind of overcast a little bit but the sun is scheduled to come back out by three it says okay nice i don't know it'd be nice yeah we had a couple of rainy days but uh i'm just ready for the spring and summer um let me see let me check something right quick yeah, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I want to make sure it said it was recording because I just sometimes. Forget. Yeah, we've had that happen a couple of times where we've done a whole show. <laughs> yeah, well, that was yeah, but it was recording, but then the thing didn't save it. But right now, that's uh, apparently that's been repaired, and uh, after I complained and everything. Anyway, all right, uh, folks, uh, just quickly before we get started. Uh, for anyone who cares, and it's probably not anybody, this is our uh, strange but true little factoids that uh, I wanted to share with you. The first, I mean, some of them may be boring and some may be interesting, but there's only like five of them. So check this out. The most leaves ever found on a clover. How many do you think that is? Seven. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. They took six and seven. The only, yeah, they left five. Five. Fifty-six. 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 How big, big was like, goddamn clover? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a clover. That's a sunflower. <laughs> yeah. That's the truth, though. In 2012, General Mills sent professional basketball player Jeremy Lin a special jersey made entirely out of fruit roll-ups after he tweeted about his love of fruit roll-ups. A jersey made a fruit roll Okay. Boy, that must have been great when he got real sweaty. Mm -hmm. this, this was for all the beer drinkers, which is all of us. Aluminum is indefinitely recyclable. And did you know that 75% of all aluminum ever produced is still in use today? Hmm. I didn't know that. I, I know that uh, I know that the United States is the only place that pronounces it aluminum. Uh, other English speaking countries, it's a, a, a aluminium. It's aluminium. 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 Even they even spell it different, don't they? Probably, fuckers. America. <laughs> it's America. It's America. Make sure you say uh, here in South Carolina, we say aluminum. There's no aluminum. Aluminum. You got some aluminum cans. You got some aluminum. Yeah. Going down the road, picking up aluminum cans and selling them to get beer money. <laughs> the uh, I, I used to do that. I tell you what, I tell you why that's so funny is because it's true. Do you know uh, this is the last one, and don't you think it should be? Do you know the first footprints on the moon will remain there for a million years? Yeah. Unless we blow it up first. Well. <laughs> Yeah, 
See, and that's and that right there is why I like Jim Hume. Yeah, he's, uh, a pro, he's a problem. He's a solution. Yeah, but the thing about Jim is he he doesn't just react to everything. He saves it for just the right time. And and he's solutions oriented. That's right. <sighs> All right, we're gonna do uh, our little game that we call High Fidelity, which is uh, named for the Jack Black movie, which is a wonderful movie. If you haven't seen it. See high fidelity. Go I watch it. you right now. Yeah, yeah. Go watch. Not right now. You got to listen to the rest of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. What is it, Jim? Yeah. Oh, oh. All right. Okay. So here's today's question. Um, name something musical. It can be a song. It could be an album. It could be an artist. That's kind of a go-to for you. If you, and I'll explain what I mean by using my, me in context, it doesn't have to be your favorite, but just something that you can always listen to. If you're going to listen to music, no matter your mood, no matter what kind of stuff is going on in your life, you can always listen to some, this artist or song or album. And it just always is good to you. I have and two. And yeah. to me, to me, my, my example is the Beatles hard days night album. And it's not even my favorite Beatles album. It's not even my second favorite Beatles album, but it's huh. something that if I, if, if I'm just going to listen to something, I can always listen to it. It always puts me in a good mood. So it's kind of a go-to for me, even though it's not my favorite. So Billy, you already have something. So go. Oh uh, yeah. And this is not terribly exciting, but, uh, Tom Petty. And the album is uh, Damn the Torpedoes. And what I like about uh, about that, and it's a go-to, man, it, I, I think of that as musical comfort food. Yeah. Uh, it's, yep. I, can, I can put that on, and, and, it's, and it's got, you know, all those great petty-esque rockers, but it's got cool stuff on it like Louisiana Rain that, uh, uh, you know, the, that's kind of country. And just, I don't know, it's just, a, it's just a good comforting thing to listen to. If you're right down the middle and you don't want to, you, you know, you, I don't want anything that's too country and I don't want anything that's real, real deep. And I don't want anything that's going to, you know, I just, I just want to turn on something kind of nice and walk down the block and kind of bebop a little in it. And it's perfect for that. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Musical comfort food is an excellent way to put, put. Yeah. In, right. 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 Uh, right. Uh, uh, <clears throat> it's a synced phrase. What I'm getting at here. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let Pat go. Uh, Drive by truckers live at the 40 watt when <laughs> when Isbel was still in the band. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I knew it was going to be drive by truckers. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I can't got, say I knew it, but but I'm not surprised. Well, it's surprising. <laughs> One or the other. Come on. I mean, I've got several DVDs by those guys, including uh, one that they shot two years ago in their three night stand at the 40 clock. 40 watt what they call the heathen homecoming 40 clock the yeah. heathen homecoming is what they call it i've got yeah. the documentary film made about them i've got uh, a dvd of the time they did austin city limits but that is my dbt video go-to and it's just a terrific set taped over two or three uh, nights you know what man and as, as you know they didn't wear they didn't wear it real well for me and i'm not the fan you are but i right. am familiar i am familiar with that and no that that is a really good choice for what Jim asked us to, to pick because yep. it's a good cross section of some of everything that, you know, some of, some of all the different elements of their music yeah. and, and uh, 
No, that's a that's a really that's a good choice, man. Yeah, that is thanks, for, thanks. That is that is definitely peak truckers for me as well. It is, it is. It's hard to escape that conclusion. Yeah, yeah and I, I tell you what, I'll I'll chime in on the truckers too because I I was very lucky to see them a couple of times back in the day with uh, Jason, and um, it, it really was fantastic. I I have to say my favorite is the Southern Rock Opera. But I like all the stuff, you know, for obvious reasons. I like that one because that's my pretty much my life is the Southern rock stuff. Uh, my uh, my go to musical comfort food. I have two as well. Like Billy, I have two, two female uh, artists. The first one is Kate Bush. And I can listen to Kate, especially the kick inside the first album and often do and it just kind of calms me and the other one that i just dearly love is anything by maria mckee or lone justice and uh i i guess in the past year uh 75% of my listening free time listening has been to the maria albums and the lone justice albums because i just never get tired of it it's just so good i just love that woman's voice Man, she uh, could sing, no doubt about mm -hmm. it. Yeah, man, very, didn't, very. Uh, one of the, didn't one of those original members die this past week? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I can't remember his name, but was it Pete? No, I don't know. I can't remember. I just read the, on the Twitter that uh, Maria had posted a really sweet and kind memorial uh, about him. And uh, I did not know him at all. I never met him, never anything. I know, you know, his music. But you know, he died of that awful, awful cancer that just it's evil, man. It kills off so many wonderful it's people. It's evil. It really is, and there should be in 2021. By now, there should be something, some kind of a cure for it. And well, I've got actually there. There is cures for quite a bit of shit that you used to die from just almost immediately. Yeah, it's not not even not even terminal anymore, but. You know, they're never going to come up with any medical way to make you death proof. Man, that's that's death not going to happen. Death proof. Uh, death proof. That was a movie. Yeah. It was part of the Grindhouse duet with a Quentin Tarantino death proof and planet terror. Boy, you talk about somebody who has a lot of trivial knowledge that doesn't matter. Yeah. Everybody that's on this panel. That's oh, you know. No, you don't get to hold your hand up like you got any more than any of the rest of us. Good well, God. Well, you, have you, you have you don't matter. Yeah, mine is don't matter though. Have, have you can have you considered the the size of the train car or dump truck that it would take to haul all the useless shit that the four of us know? <laughs> or how about the size of the truck it would take to haul the useless shit that I've collected in my house? I mean, I've been going through. I, I've been to your house. I've been purging, 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 purging stuff. But anyway, uh, next uh, is uh, going to be recommendations. And uh, I'm going to go first because I need to, as usual, i got to make a run. Uh, don't read into it too much. I'm, before you take off, I didn't have a recommendation for this week. I think Rebel sent me one, but I didn't get a chance to log in and check what it was. Um uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'll try and I'll try and do that and see what I'm going to go sit outside. But uh, I can't. I'm. I have to 
bail out pretty quick. I have a Zoom that's got to do with my uh, classes that I've got to tend to in about 20 minutes. So, okay. Uh, so well, I'm just telling y'all I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be jumping off early today. Well, uh, Pat's moving to outdoors and uh, yes. and uh, so I'm gonna yeah I'll go ahead and do mine. It shouldn't take but a second. I'm gonna see what I'm gonna see what Rebel soon. <laughs> okay, I uh, last my I, I had something else I was gonna talk about a book, but I'm gonna wait on that because of what I watched on television last night. Uh, oh shit. Uh, Huh? <laughs> no, no, that's not the name of it. The uh, <laughs> it's not called oh shit. <laughs> was I was I not muted on this? Sorry, you're not uh, muted. No, you're not. no, no, no. The uh, the uh, anyway, it's a movie that I caught on Amazon Prime called Sound of Metal. Oh yeah, man! I, I hadn't I hadn't watched it, but I, it's I got it in my queue, man. It's about the heavy metal drummer, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, I was concerned because I don't like heavy metal. I was concerned there'd be a whole lot of heavy metal, but actually, after the beginning of the movie, after one song, you don't see the band playing anymore. I was trying to think of their name. Uh, they had a pretty cool band name. Uh, damn i can't remember anyway it doesn't matter uh the movie uh goes along and he just starts uh having symptoms of not being able to hear he thinks his ears are stopped up so he's trying to unplug his ears all this kind of stuff and it gets progressively worse until he goes completely deaf and you know to me that was i just sat there you know i kind of got really melancholy watching it because i was thinking what it's like as a musician, a professional musician to lose your hearing. And then it, the way they did it, the way they did the sound effect to make you hear what he's hearing when it finally got to where he's just hearing like just little pieces of stuff. Right. And then he sat down at the drum kit and it just sounded like, you know, didn't sound like drums at all. It just sounded like he's beating on a, a uh, piece of wood or something but anyway the, the great thing is you know when he goes to um he goes to a uh a place kind of like because he's also an addict or a recovering addict so there's a group for deaf recovering addicts and uh he goes there to the group home and um it just goes from there of course it's also a love story with his uh his lead singer and uh, soulmate girl, who's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just really good. A really good movie. Also, it's uh, nominated for Oscar, Oscars, an Oscar <laughs> Academy Award or whatever. But anyway, it's a uh, really good, um, especially to draw attention to the deaf community. Uh, the little girl that plays on the walking dead, whose name I cannot call. I know she plays a character named Connie who was deaf. You know, she's really deaf. So she plays a deaf character on walking dead and she played a deaf instructor at this school or this, um, place that the drummer goes to. And I just dearly love that girl. She's so sweet. So it's so, it's really cool. Um, I feel, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like when I see 
people speaking all these foreign languages, I'm like, I, I barely even know English. I wish I knew some foreign language. And then I see them doing the hand signs, the signing. And I'm like, you know, I really should sit down and learn some of that just in case I need to converse with someone who cannot hear. But, you know, there's only so many hours in a day, and most of those are on the freaking computer doing creative stuff. But anyway, that's a long way around to say that I recommend Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime. Really, really good if you're into music or a musician or interested in the plight of uh, deaf folks hearing hearing anybody hearing impaired yeah, yeah and it, it seems like it'd be a hell of a lot worse being a being a musician and you know yeah, that was the whole the whole thing was i mean he he at one point he you know they've got a they've got a motor home that they travel around the country and just like i mean it's like a big motor home and he's got a he's got like a 24 track mixing board in there and he's got a set of drums all this kind of stuff but he just gets so crazy. He just goes in there and starts tearing crap up. You know, he's like, you know, he's so upset. And he has several outbursts like that, um, which I would too. I mean, it's, it's so hard to deal with. But then, the, you know, not to give it all away, but he, he finally settles in, you know, and uh, gets the acceptance, you know, accepts that what's going on and tries to, Live with it, and it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, sound of metal. Okay. Who's next? I'll go. Let Billy go since he's got to hop off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I hadn't seen this. Don't know anything about it. This comes to us courtesy of our friend Rebel, who is uh, sort of – I've kind of given him my choices, and, and uh, he recommended uh, – and I, I'm not sure what the platform – which platform it is, but uh, – He's recommended a show. I think it's new 2020. It's called I Care a Lot. Mm, yeah. I, I don't uh here's the blurb he wrote. He said it's about evil versus evil. There's there's not a there's not really a good there's a, there's not a good versus evil thing. He said you want there to be a protagonist, but there really isn't one. And you know, it, it's uh it's, that's as much as I got. But uh Anyway, that's uh, I care a lot. Uh, I could probably look it up and tell you the platform it's on, but if I can do that, so can everybody else. Uh, looks and, like looks like Netflix. Okay, yeah, that's uh, yeah, on Netflix, it's a movie, right? It's not a series. Yeah, yep, movie. Yeah, uh, that comes that comes to you guys courtesy of Rebel. He he watched it. He said, "I think you'd like it." Uh, you know, give it a give it a give it a look and let me know. So, uh, there it is. I care a lot. Thanks a lot, rebel. I appreciate it. Excellent. (laughs) Nice. Let's let Jim go. All right. All right. So I've got a, I've got a band that I didn't know existed until this week. And it turns out (laughs) I'm only about 13 years behind the times. Uh, the band is called Hawaii mud bombers. And as their name, what a good, good name. And as their name strongly implies, they are from Sweden. Right. Yeah. Uh, where, well, where else would a band called the Hawaii Mud Hawaii Mud Bombers be from? Of course, they're from Sweden. And uh, their their album is called Mondo Primo, 
And it is on the Wicked Cool label, which is Miami Steve Van Zant, aka Little Steven's <laughs> label. Uh, you know, he runs the Underground Garage channel on Sirius XM radio. And his label, if you look at the roster for his label, it's you, and you listen to Underground Garage, you will know every artist because he shamelessly uses his radio his satellite radio channel to promote his record label but that's okay because right. it's cool stuff so anyway steve little steven himself described this band as the ramones meet the beach boys which is well now there's a name <laughs> which is which is fair enough i you know i i heard i heard a, this, this song called johanna beach on uh, on xm radio uh, this week and immediately looked them up and I, you know, I, to me, they are like a Krispy Kreme glazed donut. Okay. A Krispy Kreme glazed donut. If you've had one, you know, it is extremely sugary, extremely tasty, and it tastes like mostly sugar in air. Uh, and hot. And it's not, if you, if you get them, if you get them warm, it, it tastes better. like hot. Yeah. And it just oh. tap, it just taps some pleasure center in your brain, right? There's nothing substantive about it. It just releases some kind of endorphin or something. And it just, but if you, if you think about it, there's no substance. And if you eat too many, you feel bad. And that's kind of what this music is like to me because it is sugar and air and candy with loud guitars and there's nothing original or substantive about it, but it just for someone like me who loves this sugary melodic pop with really loud guitars behind it, it just, it just keeps pressing on something in my, you know, in my medulla oblongata or somewhere in my brainstem and just says, oh, I've got to hear more of this. I got to hear more of this. So it's not, there's no hint of blues or country or anything in it other than pure sugary pop with loud guitars. But it is just, for me, it's just a, it's just, I, I can eat this up just like I would eat up as many Krispy Kreme glazed donuts as I possibly could in one setting. So, so that's what it good, sounds so like it's to a me. Good, it's a good sugar. It's a good sugar rush. Dude. It's a complete sugar rush for me. This this kind of music is. Uh, so I am you know, so sold on this band. I've got to go yeah, listen to me, it right me too, now. Man, I'm actually looking <laughs> right now so I can so, check it out. So check it out. The band Hawaii Mud Bombers. The record is called Mondo Primo. I don't even know if they're still together anymore. I think this record was put out in 2007. I know nothing about it. Apparently, they're big in Sweden and, of course, in Japan. Uh, right. I don't know if they've even ever been to America or if they exist anymore. But this is a cool little record, and it's like a you know, it's like a baker's dozen of, of Krispy Kreme glazed donuts. And every once in a while, they'll do a, a surf type instrumental, but mostly it's just these sugary pop with loud guitars. Check them out. The Hawaii Mud Bombers, who are, of course, from somewhere in Sweden. Sold, sold, sold. Well, I guess I guess I'm up. I'm going to recommend another docu-series. Can't get enough of that stuff. But this one uh, surprised me at how much it hooked me. And that is F1 Drive to Survive on Netflix. They're into their third season right now. My elder son's girlfriend is from Bahrain, and apparently uh, they shot an episode recently for the third season, which takes place during the year of COVID in Bahrain. And uh, it is uh, it's very, very compelling. It doesn't really stray from the sports docu-series formula very much. But, um, of course, 
it's as colorful as the circus because F1 is as colorful as the circus. And they're very good about building drama. There's not a whole lot of inside baseball stuff like, oh, well, the Renault team is going to stop making engines for the Pirelli team. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am by no means a fan of F1. I know nothing about it. I took my sons to see uh, a race at the F1 track a few years ago, and we couldn't tell what was, what was going on, and it was thrilling. In fact, I would venture to guess that the more you follow F1, the less you're going to like this. But, <laughs> but it is very good about building drama, and the music is great. And as far as truth and editing, they're not exactly adhering to the CBS news standards and practices, shall we say, you know, on the other hand, it's, it's an indie documentary. So right. it doesn't matter. Right. Somebody, you know, some guy, some guy, some guy's car catches fire and they slow the footage down to make it look like he was stuck in the race car for five minutes. When in fact, he just hopped out in about two and a half seconds. <laughs> right. because, things like that so what that things they got making compelling television <laughs> yes 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 you know like i've had like I, i've had magazine editors tell me it doesn't have to be a hundred percent true <laughs> <You know? laughs> but it's really really well done and uh gosh i think we started the first episode as soon as adam mentioned it on uh Wednesday night, the day after I got my first shot, and we're just about done with the first season, and it's a lot of fun. And I'm kind of anxious to see the third season to see what COVID did to uh, the sport, just as it affected every other aspect of our lives for every single person around the world. So that's my recommendation: F1 Drive to Survive. And like I said, you don't need to know a thing about F1 to like it. In fact, the more you know, the less you're gonna like it, probably. Excellent. Patrick, tell me again where what platform that is on. That is on the Netflix. Oh, good, good. That's and where give Gal one more time. F one Drive to Survive. Yeah, okay. sounds good. Okay, guys, I gotta jump off, man. It's been great. I'll see y'all next week. See ya. All right, man. Okay, man. Bye bye. Later, dude. All right. Well, um, well, okay, guys, we're gonna uh play a um song. And then come back and talk about uh, five beauty. things we hate about Billy. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do that. That'd be fun. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> There's a uh, new album out this week by a band that I dearly love, and that is called. They're called Evanescence, and mm, Amy yeah. is one of my favorite singers ever in the freaking world. And this album, uh, The Bitter Truth, is just. I don't know. It's probably the best one they've ever done. And uh, so what we're going to play now is the, a single from it called Waste, Wasted on You. And I mean, golly, that's a that's another voice that I can listen to, you know, anytime, day or night. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's funny to hear such a beautiful voice. And then with this balls to the wall guitar and drums, you know, behind it is, I don't know, it's very unique. So anyway, Amy Lee, Evanescence, wasted on you, and we'll be right back on the Kudzu Radio Hour. I don't need drugs. I'm already six feet low. Wasted on you. Waiting for a miracle. I can't move on. 
Bless me the bitter truth Ooh, Don't you remember We were the ones Nothing could ever change it more. It's easy
And with that, we are back. That was new from Evanescence and uh, from the album, The Bitter Truth. And it's called Wasted on You. And we are back with the uh, Cousin Radio Hour. Uh, three of us, uh, Billy Eli had to exit stage left like Snugglepuss. And we, so uh, we're going to talk about uh, great duets or duos in music and um, should be fun. So let's see. I think maybe, how about we start with you, Jim? All righty. Well, as is my usual practice, I spend as much time talking about how I made my decisions as what my decisions are. Okay, so I'm going with songs, individual songs. So not great duets or duos, but just songs that are duets. And I'm going with duets that aren't done by a an established duo. So I don't have any Everly Brothers on my list because the Everly Brothers, everything they did was a duet, right? Pr- pretty much. I don't have any Righteous Brothers. I don't have any acts that that were known for doing things together. I also don't have any Graham Parsons and Emmy Lou Harris because I think those songs are Graham Parsons songs with Emmy Lou singing harmony, which is a little different than a duet. So I had more stringent requirements for a duet. And for my, with my first one, I'm going to bend my own rules a little bit because it is my favorite duet of all time. It's pretty obvious. And it, but it is, uh, it's uh, June and Johnny singing Jackson. I mean, that to me oh. is just the greatest duet of all time. I that love wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't where I thought you were going. So, so, <laughs> uh, you know, I've, I figured, I figured that maybe someone else might have that, but it's, nope. it's, just, it's a great song to start with. It's so great that even when Lee Hazelwood and Nancy Sinatra covered it, it was great, but it was, but it was even better with, with the original, uh, June and Johnny, uh, so uh that's that's my number one and i can't do it without it and and they really weren't a always a duo right so they kind of fit they kind of fit my my category next when i think of duets i think of marvin gay and tammy terrell and all the great Mm -hmm. motown stuff they did but they were almost a duo rather than just doing duets um, so I didn't pick any of their great songs. I went with Marvin Gaye and Kim Weston doing It Takes Two for my Motown duet, which is so, such so great because it fits the theme, right? It Takes Two. Uh, we're talking about duets. It's a great song. It's been covered in duet form by many other folks. But the original with Marvin Gaye and Kim Weston, I think, is the best. And there are so many great duets for Motown. I had to pick one. And so that's my Motown duet. Having picked a Motown duet, I got to do another uh, an Atlantic duet if we're going to stay with the soul stuff because there's great soul duets. And my pick for uh, the Atlantic one is one of the smoothest male-female duets of all time, in my opinion. Donny Hathaway and Roberta Flack singing Where is the Love. So, so such great Atlantic soul. Uh, smooth, beautiful. Uh, they sound so great together. That really kind of put Roberta Flack on the launching pad. It was yeah, before she had yeah. any before she had a lot of her solo stuff. And Donny Hathaway was such a smooth soul singer. Um, but it's just a it's just a great duet. So, you know, so many great soul stuff. I had to pick something from Atlantic and something from Motown. And now I'm gonna take a complete left turn. We did uh 
many months ago, we did something, we did a theme of, of unusual pairings. Uh, and one of my unusual pairings was Brian Adams and Bruce Springsteen singing uh, 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 Brian Adams cuts like a knife. And I use that as a launching pad to maybe throw some shade on both Bruce Springsteen and Brian Adams. Um, I really like Brian Adams voice. I do not like the song so much the songs he chooses to write and or sing, but I've got to, I've got to hand it to him on this one song. If we're, I needed a mainstream rock duet on, on my list. And it is Brian Adams and the amazing, great Tina Turner singing. It's only love. That was actually really, really good. It actually uh, again, was. It was kind of a, it was just kind of a straight ahead mainstream rock thing, but they have both, both have great voices and it worked together really well. And it, the song was not in any way obnoxious or offensive. And it just really, their voices I thought worked great together. So that's my fourth one on the list. Tina Turner, Brian Adams, It's Only Love. And then for my last one, every one of my duets so far has been male, female. And I'm going to go with one uh, for the last one that's two, two males, more modern, although it's now 30 years old, probably. And that is Eddie Vedder, a.k.a. Eddie Vender, and Chris Cornell, Temple of the Dog. The song is called Hunger Strike. And two really great singers with very different styles. That Two great, two great, great sounds that go great together. Chris Cornell was an unbelievable singer. The guy had so much power oh, and range and emotion. He could do it all. He could do it all. And, you know, he could he could sing down in Eddie Vedder's range and then just freaking take off like a rocket up, up into the Robert Plant stratosphere. But to my money, with 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 more guts than than Robert Plant. Um, and it's just great to hear the two of them together uh, on that song, Hunger Strike. And, uh, you know. It starts out with Chris Cornell singing kind of calm and then Eddie does his thing. And then all of a sudden when Cornell takes off, it's just really, really something. And it's a, it's just a, it's just a great example of, of two yeah. dudes singing together, which, which, you know, when I think of duets, I think male, female, but that one is a, is a good, is a, is a really great song and really amazing performance. And, you know, it's sad that we, we don't get to hear Chris Cornell sing anymore. But uh, anyway, those are my five. Excellent. Excellent. As always, as always good stuff. That's just fine. I'm glad you, uh, when you mentioned uh, Roberta and Donnie Hathaway, I think after the podcast, I'm going to go in and uh, listen to some of their tunes. Because I remember uh, hearing that when I was a teenager. And I thought that Donnie Hathaway had to be the coolest cat on the planet. Yeah. I mean, gosh, and then of course I fell in love with Roberta and when I was in high school, it's cause, you know, you, as, as you guys know, I'm sure she had the number one record two years in a row, 72 and 73. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, God almighty, how good can you get? I'm going to go ahead and do mine and I'm going to say, I, I like to save Patrick, like I say for last, because he is the man and, um, no I'm pressure, gonna, <laughs> no pressure at all, but I'm going to say, as a, as a, uh, note on mine, they're all over the board and there are duets that are duets and there are duos that are duos on my list. And there are also 
collaborations that only happen on one song, you know? So, okay, the first one is um, great country duo that did lots of records. That's George Jones and Tammy Wynette. Mm-hmm. Multiple award-winning country duo. Songs like We're Gonna Hold On and Golden Ring. And I love that song, Two Story House, that they did. Their marriage was always very rocky, but their vocal work, their duets, uh, it's just country music royalty. What can you say? Very good. Um, my number four is David Bowie and Queen Under Pressure, 1981, number one on the charts. And one of the first videos, uh, among the first videos I saw on uh, MTV. Unforgettable bass line from John Deacon makes the song. Uh, during a, a really big Freddie Mercury memorial show later on TV, Bowie performed the song with the same song with Annie Lennox. It it was just amazing. Uh, I, you know, the only thing about that that freaked me out was Bowie's green leisure suit. But yeah, it didn't even freak me out that Annie had a black line painted across her eyes, like you know. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. But anyway, she doesn't want to do. Yeah, she she's that kind of girl, uh, and my kind of girl. Uh, next up is a more instrumental collaboration. Uh, the awesome Robert Fripp and the equally awesome Brian Eno. Fripp and Eno. Uh, Fripp, formerly of King Crimson, and Eno, of course, from Rock's Music, debuted together in 1973 with a No Pussyfooting album. Yep. Uh, married uh, Fripp's amazing guitar work to Eno's keyboards and synthesizers. And another great one that they did in 1975 was an index of metals. Just great stuff. I'm a fan of both of the guys and together. You know, it's two great tastes that go great together, like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Um, the next one is a tie of two albums. I mean, two two collaborations that share one artist, and that artist is Chet Atkins. So I got Chet Atkins with Mark Knopfler and Chet Atkins with Les Paul. Excellent. Ch- Chet Chester Atkins and Lester. Chet, Chet and uh, Mark did the Neck and Neck album. Uh, 1990 won Grammy for best country vocal performance as well as best country instrumental performance. And then Chester and Lester, uh, Chad Atkins, Les Paul won the Grammy, uh, in 76 for best country instrumental. Both of those (coughs) duets, uh, are just fantastic. Of course, they're going to be fantastic when you got guitar players like that. And speaking of great guitar players, uh, my next one, oh, that's actually my number one, is B.B. King with that little old band, U2. When Love Comes to Town, I'm going to catch that train from the album and home video of Rattle and Hum. A little trivia on the extended Live from the Kingdom mix, Little Richard is featured preaching, rapping in a funky rhyme and singing background vocals. That's pretty cool. The original demo for the song had an extra verse. That goes my damn alarm. Excuse me, folks, while I kill this. 
Uh, the <laughs> yeah, the original demo had an extra verse that said, uh, let's say, what? When I woke up, I was sleeping on the street. I felt the world was dancing and I was dirt beneath their feet. When I woke up, I saw the devil looking down, but my Lord, he played guitar that they love came to town. Well, uh, you two played that live a couple of times, but it was never recorded with that extra verse. So that's my number one is uh, you two and BB King. I'm going to have, I'm going to say that bubbling under my top five, <laughs> So, rather than saying honorable mentions because all of these at one time were in my list that kept changing and changing and the first one is all of bob dylan's duets yeah, yeah. dylan's duets yeah. with johnny cash george Harrison, <clears throat> roger mcguinn bruce springsteen patty smith paul simon neil simon Joni mitchell joan baez eric clapton bent miller elvis costello tom petty and yes gene simmons he actually played on a Johnny Gene Simmons solo album and co-wrote a song. And I'm like, how did that happen? Uh, other ones bubbling under the top five, of course, Simon and Garfunkel, you can't go wrong. The Carpenters, I still have a crush on Karen and she's been dead for years. I can Tina Turner. Wow. Yeah, baby. The incredible Richard and Linda Thompson. And of course, Sonny and Cher. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. Man. That's all like my it. people. <clears throat> and, uh, so there you go. And move, moving right along, we go into the Patrick Beach phase of our program. I had to set aside everything by Ray Charles and Betty Carter because that's a whole show. <laughs> so, so that's out. Uh, picking up where Jim left off, Hunger Strike. Uh, young Mr. Vetter was fresh off the bus from san diego he hadn't even unpacked his suitcase he was just hanging out in the studio he wasn't supposed to be on this record at all and the story goes that cornell was having trouble selling a part of the song emotionally and like i said vetter was just hanging out and he was like hey uh guy from san diego why don't you have a shot why don't you why don't you sing like the first half of the song so he did and that was literally the first time Vetter heard his voice in a studio. <laughs> and uh, what an incredible song. So loaded with emotion. Uh, uh, another, another hearty endorsement. Uh, I took sort of a fluid approach to defining what, what a duo is and, and uh, allowing it to include uh, guest appearances. My next, my next two are related. Uh, my next is... Give back the, the keys to my heart, Uncle Tupelo with Doug Som doing a Doug Som song. Uh, it's just perfect. And when Som takes over his verse, it, it just elevates it. Similarly, Dwight Yoakam, who wouldn't have any kind of career with without Buck Owens, decided to let Buck Owens sing a little bit of Streets of Bakersfield. And it's also so cool when he jumps in. Not unlike uh roger mcguinn and tom petty on uh oh what is that one uh king of the hill thank you thank you yeah because so, i was thinking about the elvis costello song off that record too you bow down is another oh one. yeah 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 and then i'm not a hundred percent positive this next one has ever been committed to tape i'd be shocked if it wasn't but you can see clips of it all over the place and that's roy orbison and katie lang doing crying you know, 
there's only there's about one person in the world who's qualified to sing next to Roy Orbison, and that's Katie Lang. It's yes. ju- it just absolutely soars. Amazing. And my number one, and to be honest, I'm I'm a little bit flabbergasted that I get this one all to myself because it's still a vocal performance that just sends chills down my spine. I listened to it again this morning. Little band called the Rolling Stones. <laughs> with a with a backup singer named Mary, spelled M E R R Y, Clayton, on "Gimme Shelter," the original 1969 version. The story goes that they were in the studio in the middle of the night, of course, and the engineer kept saying, "I forget who the engineer was," but the engineer kept saying, "I keep hearing a woman's voice. Let's get somebody on the phone." So they called Mary Clayton in the middle of the night. She was enormously pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she just knocked it out in a handful of takes. And at like two and a half minutes into the track, Jagger's mic was on too. And you can hear him. She just belted out and you can hear him go, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear it's like, yeah. You cannot. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, uh, she set an impossible bar for live performances of that track because you have to have one hell of a singer to, to, to handle the, the the version that she did she knocked it out like i said in just a handful of takes she went home and she went to bed and then apparently tragically had a miscarriage which she attributed to the amount of exertion that she put into her vocal performance so it's an incredible performance with a very tragic ending so that's my number one give me shelter with mary m-e-r-r-y clayton (laughs) it is terrific absolutely terrific that's great um well, that, I guess that wraps that uh, thing up in a nice bow since we don't have Billy right now. But uh, so, uh, with that being said, Patrick is picking our topic. Here we go. For next week. And let's not tell Billy because he's not going to study on it anyway. That's, uh... <laughs> tell him next uh, Saturday morning. Your five best, or as Jim would say, go to music reference books oh reference books. oh god things i have five lists things you go to <laughs> to look something up it could be the rolling stone record guide it could be the rolling stone encyclopedia of rock and roll it could be the beatles encyclopedia whatever anything uh whatever you whatever you go to to check something to make, make sure you're remembering it right or or maybe even just to like revisit what Bob Criscow thought of uh, rockets for Russia, you know? Yeah. I mean, you could, uh, you, right. you could, you could almost consider things like, um, dare I say, uh, Lester Bang's uh, carburetor dung thing, sure. go back and read his reviews and say, Hey, Lester thought this on this particular day. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> By the way, the, I watched the Cream documentary again, and um, I don't know. I'm, I'm I just say, refascinated with Lester, and uh, yeah, I just actually sent a copy to one Jim Hemphill just yesterday. Well, uh, so anyway, I, I want to see what you think about that too. So that's gonna be fun, fun, fun. Yeah, I think it will be. Music reference books uh okay folks thanks for listening in we're gonna go out with a tune um actually one that uh since i didn't know what any of the other guys were gonna say on duets i 
kind of uh, queued up um, one of mine, which is Queen and David Bowie with Under Pressure. Don't, 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 don't. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, it is. All right, you guys, I'll catch y'all, uh, catch you cats in the sand pile, okay? Y'all be good. All right, man. Y'all be good. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much. Slashed and torn Pressure. Pressure. 
Well, I tell you, I never get tired of hearing that one. That's a classic from the uh, early 80s of David Bowie and Queen collaborating on the Under Pressure. Man, yeah, good stuff, good stuff. It's going to wrap up another episode of the, the uh, Kudzu Radio Hour. And I uh, want to thank my co-hosts, uh, Jim Hemphill, Patrick Beach, and Billy Eli, as always. And want to thank you guys for listening to us. Please uh, share the link and um, to all your social media, to all your friends, and uh, help us uh, help us build the audience, man. It's uh, a lot of fun. Be sure to write to us and let us know if there are ideas or the things that you want us to talk about or, uh, you know, um, advice, love letters, uh, anything you want to send us kudzu mag at yahoo.com now you spell kudzu of course k-u-d-z-o-o um so it's k-u-d-z-o-o-m-a-g kudzu mag at yahoo.com the kudzu radio hour is brought to you by springer mountain farms chicken fresh chicken responsibly raised on family farms with no antibiotics no hormones no steroids and no animal byproducts Healthy, 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 better for you all the way around. Get more information or order online at springermountain.com. Oh, it's the only chicken, man. They sell, if you like chicken, you need to get Springer Mountain chicken. Springermountain.com, springermtn.com. The program is also brought to you by our buddies, our friends, our dear friends, out in Los Angeles, uh, the band called the Box Masters, featuring uh, drummer Bud Thornton, aka Billy Bob Thornton, the actor who is uh, also an accomplished musician, drummer, songwriter, singer. And he works with a wonderful cat daddy named <laughs> Cat Daddy. What? With a wonderful cat daddy, man. Shoot, yeah, cat daddy. J.D. Andrew, who is an engineer, songwriter. He co-writes all the songs with uh, Bud Thornton. Uh, he's also a multi-instrumentalist, a producer. He's just a, you know, together, those two guys are just incredibly talented. And they've put out a bunch of great albums over the past 13 years. The new one, Light Rays, is one of the best yet. Take my word for it. And I'm a fan of theirs, so I can tell you, I can be honest with you when I say it's one of the best uh, albums ever. And they've already recorded another, at least another album and a Christmas album for next year. Wow, these guys don't slow down at all. COVID, COVID just made them do more recording, you know? So that's a way to take uh, something bad and turn it into something good, right? Yeah, that's about as good as it gets. So the box masters, yeah, baby, you know them, you love them, you can't live without them. Go to theboxmasters.com and uh, be sure to order Light Race. It's available on CD, download, or yeah, vinyl. How much do we still love vinyl? I love it. It's one of my favorite things. And uh, yeah, so you can do that. You can find out much more about the Boxmasters 
You can order their uh, swag or t-shirts and all that and so much more at theboxmasters.com. Like I say, that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for listening to the program. And uh, we appreciate you so much. And uh, we will catch you next week. We'll be recording, as always, on Saturday morning and posting to uh, Facebook and social media, you know, around this time, you know, somewhere around 2 to 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. It'll be on my page and it'll be on uh, all the other pages that I do and uh, many others, including uh, Patrick Beach and Billy Eli pages and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's it for today. And in parting, I would like to say one thing. Always remember and don't ever forget. <laughs>